Hi, welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Alistway, and on this channel, you will find a variety of videos that are inspirational and informational. My guest today is Teresa Strong, who is the founder and executive director of Bell Inizio, located in Houston, Texas. Bell Inizio, which means beautiful beginnings, helps transitionally homeless men and women commit, train, and complete their first 5K walk. I will be linking Teresa's organization website down below for your reference. Welcome, Teresa. Welcome. Thank you very much, Lisa. I'm so grateful to be here. Yes, I'm happy you can make it. Um, could you share with us just a little bit about your background before we get into the organization? Sure. I, uh, I'm somewhat overeducated. I have a undergraduate degree in business administration and in German, a master's of photography, a graduate degree in instructional design and have graduated the Rice University line program, which is a nonprofit leadership program. Oh, fantastic, which is coming very handy. Um, so you have an organization called Bell Inizio. Can you tell us a little bit about how that started. Absolutely. Bellini, before Bellinizio started, I was, I was living the dream life uh, in Houston, Texas. I had a great husband. We had a wonderful house. I worked for a venture capital company. We had a dog. Everything was going the way it was supposed to. And then Tom was diagnosed with brain cancer and he died shortly thereafter. And two months later, the company I was working for went bankrupt. Oh. And then a week later, the dog ran away. Oh no, you're like a bad country song. <laughs> I was exactly right. If only I'd had a truck at the time, right? Yes. Uh, but as I was pulling myself out, I started running, trying to just trying to get out of my own head. And I started volunteering at night at homeless shelters. And what I realized is that when I ran and I said I was going to go out for a half mile or a mile, uh, and I did it, I felt so much better about myself. I actually accomplished something and began to realize that I could do more at, at shelters than just put out beds or put out food. I could actually help people build that self-confidence and self-compassion in themselves through exercise and nutrition. And basically, that's how Bellinizio was born. Uh, our program is fitness-based and the capstone event is completing a 5k race, but our goal is not to create fit people that eat healthy necessarily. Our goal is to give our clients a taste of success, uh, a feeling of accomplishment knowing that they can set goals and achieve them. And that can help them build the foundation for their future. Fantastic. Um, so quick question, did you have any challenges when you were starting this organization and never having done one before, what was the process like to actually starting your own organization? Well, when I started the organization, it was just a friend of mine, Becky Spaulding and I, uh, we're working with a team of our friends and I tend to overanalyze things. So I put together a leadership team to decide if this is a good nonprofit, if 
the need is already being met. How do we go about the next steps? And we met, this group and I met month after month after month. Until finally, one person in the group stood up and said, you know, I'm really happy to support you going through this, but you need to go out and work out with some women. You need to find, just, could you just do this for a while and figure out if it works and then go down the nonprofit stick? You know, and I'm, I'm not like that. I'm like, no, no, we need Gantt charts. No, we need flow charts. We need a project plan. And he's like, just do it. Just do it. So we started doing it. And it worked out really, really well. For the first four years, I had a full-time job. So Bellinizio was my uh, nighttime job, nights and weekends job. And uh, then we started working on a getting our nonprofit certification. So that took a year, we got that in 2011. So the biggest challenge I had was actually making sure no one else was doing this and then going out and getting it done. Going on and getting it done. Now, did you see any sister organizations like in other states, other cities, or is this completely ground up original? No, there is an organization that was in the East Coast that was working primarily with men. And there was an organization uh, all the way in the West Coast that was doing a one-off partnership with a homeless community. Uh, but aside from those two, there was nothing down here. Okay. And how did you go about doing the funding for your program? <laughs> so when we got started, I had uh, a friend uh, write me a check. She gave me a check for $500. That's a good friend. It was a good friend. I mean, we weren't even a nonprofit yet. And she's like, this will get you, you know, this will get you going. And I remember at the time thinking, well, what do you mean get us going? We're done, right? I mean, I've got $500. How could I ever spend $500? <laughs> and then of course I learned quickly uh, that $500 doesn't go nearly as far as you think it will. Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned, I nobody got paid for the first four years, but we got funding by writing grants, uh, by doing small events and having people, for example, do a, a, a donation yoga class for us. Mm -hmm. So that's how it first started out. Uh, now we have corporate partnerships. Uh, we are run for a reason charity. We have several larger events every year and many sustaining donors, donors that give every month. Fantastic. And so can you tell us a little bit about the significance of the name, Bel Inizio? Bel Inizio was named loosely after a book called Bel Canto by Ann Patchett. And Bel Canto is my favorite all-time book. It's about a, a opera singer that gets taken hostage. But the book is so well written and has such a deep spirit that I wanted to call the nonprofit Bel Canto because it's about moving through things with grace and purpose. But Bel Canto means beautiful song. Okay. And I, yeah, I don't sing. We don't sing. That's <laughs> and this uh, is Italian, right? Italian, exactly. So I spent a lot of time on Google Translate and, and found Bel Inizio and it landed. Yes. And so Bellinizio means, again, for the audience. Beautiful beginning. Yes. Which is apero for your program because you're helping homeless people start a new beginning on their fitness journey and just transitionally, hopefully leading into maybe not becoming homeless. Exactly. 
our focus tends to be not so much on people that are still living in the street, but people that have transitioned uh, to short, short-term housing, long-term housing, or transitional housing. Most of the people we work with are women. Most are in recovery from drugs, alcohol, and abuse, and many have children. So they are in a somewhat safe space when we work with them, and we're helping them move up to that next level. Fantastic. And so I was going to ask you about that. Um, you said that mostly you work with women. Now it is offered to men. Do they just not have the same passion to participate or what do you see the discrepancy or disparity is there? Well, we, Belenizio works with an agency partner model. So we will partner with the women's home, for example, Okay. And work with the women that are there or dress for success, work for their clients. And those agencies have tended to be all female. Now we also work with the Star of Hope, which has a mixed gender clientele. And so that's how we work with uh, men as well. But we have both female and, and male volunteers. Fantastic. And what's the youngest you've had go through your program? Oh, probably 19, 19, 19. years old. Okay. We've had women in their 60s. Oh, fantastic. And how many people this... So Bellinizio started in 2011, is that correct? 2010. 2010, okay. Here we are in 2021. How many people have been touched by your program, have gone through it? Oh, we've had 853 graduates. Wow, and counting, and, and counting. counting. That's amazing. You'll hit the thousand mark before too soon. You're exactly right. Really cool. Um, so can we touch on the mission of your organization again? Um, I think that's really key to uh, what you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. So our mission is to help disadvantaged women and men build self-confidence and self-esteem through fitness and nutrition education. Uh, we often say that if a new study came out that showed a better way that we could help people learn to set goals and achieve them, make a commitment and keep it. Uh, we, we could easily change our model, but we know that bringing women in from sitting on the couch and not believing they can even walk a quarter mile to crossing the finish line of a 5K, just it, it changes their lives. And we know that that right now is the best tool for us to build their confidence and, and self-compassion. That's amazing. So let's talk about these 5K races and what's all involved in the preparation of putting them on and the day of the race. Absolutely. Bellinizio, we put on, we host our own 5K, the Giving Thanks 5K, 10K, which is actually coming up on November 20th, but we can talk about that later. But when our clients do a 5K, we are partnering with other race directors. For example, the Sprint for Life. Uh, our clients will train for their eight weeks and they will do someone else's race. Okay. We, we don't want to be full-time race directors. And since our clients are doing five and six races a year, that's what it would be a full-time job doing that. So we have really good partners that sometimes give us free entries that give us discounted entries. 
And that allows us not to have to focus on race logistics, but to absolutely focus on our women that day. Fantastic. I love that you offer a training program ahead of time because most people can't just go couch to 5K. They need to be prepared to do that. And I'm glad that y'all offer that. Yeah, it's it's really been, again, life-changing for so many of our women. But we also know that although we're using that tool of completing a 5K to change their life, we want to expose our clients to other methods of fitness. So in the course of our training, we bring in uh, certified yoga instructors, we have boot camp, we have Zumba, we have massage therapy, so that our women know that when they are back out in the free world, as they call it, mm-hmm. then there's other ways that they can feel good about their bodies if walking and running isn't their deal. Yes. Is, is it my understanding that you guys also offer um, tennis shoes and resources if they don't have that available? We do. We, every uh, woman gets a new pair of tennis, a new pair of running shoes, Asics running shoes. Go Asics. <laughs> Go Asics. Thanks to our, our partners at Fleet Feet. And one of the ways that we build the community of the women is through uh, an empowerment aspect, which is that the women name themselves. They vote, they create a list of names and they vote on their own team names. <laughs> and then we have a graphic artist that creates a custom logo for every single team. Mm. So we're at like 75 custom logos so far. And that brings women together. They get their own team t-shirt for race day, but they also get fruit and fresh water at every workout. Uh, We have lots of incentive prizes. We give the women hygiene items, shampoo, brushes, soap, et cetera, to help supplement what they may have. And definitely when they need support garments or running um, shorts or tops, uh, we help them with that as well. That's amazing. I love the team aspect so that they have, you know, an accountability buddy or a partner or the support to help them through the training and also on the day of the race. So that's, that's huge. Yeah, it is. We have lots of volunteers that walk and run with our clients and it has such an impact on our volunteers as well. Yes. And so when they complete it, can they come back and do it again the next year or volunteer the next year? Do you, do you find that happens? We do. When women are in a program for a significant period of time, for example, one of our, pro, our partners is Bridget's Hope, and women can stay there for up to three years. Okay. So we will have women with Dress for Success as well that come back and do the program over and over again. We also have women that come back and volunteer. So one of our, our coolest recent stories is in our very, very first group ever, we had six individuals, six women, and one of the women was named Tiffany. And she didn't believe she could do the race and she did it. And we, we stayed loosely in touch through Facebook. Now we're in regular contact after 11 years um, she's been sober forever now. She is working. She has her children back with her and she comes out and volunteers. So Fantastic. it's a really nice circle. Yes. That, that's a, that's a success story in my book. Absolutely. Awesome. So you had mentioned that you guys also offer nutrition education. Can you please touch on that? Certainly. Our nutrition program, both the beginning and the advanced has been put together by a registered dietitian, and it has your basic important nutrition facts, 
But the way the education, the lessons are structured is to meet the women where they are. So for example, when we're giving nutrition classes at Santa Maria Hostel, they, they're in a cafeteria. They have no control over what food they're offered. So we have to teach them how to make good choices for the environment we're in. The women at Dress for Success are going out shopping on their own. So how can we teach them to make wise budget choices to feed their body in, in a healthy way? And then we have groups that are in various stages of transition. So our nutrition lessons teach the basics, but also help the women exactly where they are in their personal financial and freedom journey. Fantastic. Um, so I know that there's some psychological changes happening as they progress through your program. Do you have anything um, like a counseling program in place? Because I know some of the participants are drug and alcohol, um, you know, struggling with that. Or does it just happen more organically, the psychological changes? Uh, both, as a matter of fact. We partner with Shield Bearer, which is an amazing organization that offers counseling. And many of the agencies also offer counseling and case management for the women. When we work with the women, we find that by building the basic relationship with them, they will open up to us and we can have, uh, we can have conversations, but we are not trained counselors. That's, mm -hmm. that's not our wheelhouse. We're there to motivate, to guide, to be friends, to be mentors, and help our women find the outside resources that they need. Fantastic. So you had mentioned that your 5k race is coming up November 20th. Is that what you said? Exactly. And I heard you say something about a 10k. Is that new or have you been doing that as well? Uh, our clients, most of our clients don't do a 10k. So the 10k is new at our giving thanks 5k. Oh, that's amazing. So what, um, what was the impetus to start offering a 10k? Well, we wanted to offer our more advanced clients an opportunity to do a longer distance in a safe environment, but also to bring in more members of the community. We have really good community support at our race because it's a good race. It's local, it's at Sugarland Memorial Park. It doesn't cost much. We have great food afterwards and people are supporting Bellinizio. But we wanted to try and build, bring in more advanced runners, people that want to do more than a 5k. So we opened it up to a 10k as well. 10k. Okay. And so is a half marathon and a marathon and on the horizon? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> too, are, too much. Uh, there are people that are doing halves and fulls, putting on races really, really well. We're just going to stay in our lane, our 5k, 10k lane. 5k, 10k. Okay. And now does anybody else participate in the race or just the people that are eligible that can participate in this race? Oh, no. This is a whole community-wide race. Community-wide. Everyone for the community to come out and join us. And one of the reasons it's so successful is because quite often people will hear about Bellinizio and they'll say that's a needed service, a needed service. And we know the women need help and good for you, but you know, I really can't volunteer and that's kind of not my deal. Mm -hmm. And then they don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And we tell them that by going to this race, by joining us on November 20th, they are not only setting an example for our women, they are showing support. They're helping us build awareness of our program, which of course then helps our, our next programs, which are this fall. So just coming to this race can really make an impact on the women's lives. 
Yes. Yes. Showing up for each other is huge. That's exactly right. And so you had mentioned there's the, the team element and you have coaches also that help out with this. Are these coaches of previous um, participants or are they volunteers? Who are the coaches? Yes. Sometimes we have coaches that were previous volunteers uh, that were previous clients, just like I mentioned, Tiffany, and we have a couple other women. Most of our coaches are uh, volunteers from the community, longtime runners or dietitians or massage therapists, uh, yoga people that will just come out and just by, as you said, showing up, mm-hmm. the women know they matter. We're a very small shop. We have myself and Mika Foster, our program manager. So we need community support and volunteers. Yes. So let's walk and run with our women. Yes. So let's touch on the volunteers and the opportunities, all the opportunities that if somebody wants to help support your program, in what ways can they do that besides maybe, you know, showing up and running, possibly being a coach, volunteering their expertise services, like a registered dietitian, maybe a personal trainer. How else can people show up in in a volunteer element? Well, we, we would love to have volunteers at our Giving Thanks 5K, 10K. Okay. And they can sign up for that on our website. And that's a chance for people to come out and hand water to our clients and to our other runners or to serve the food. Uh, it's great for getting your community service hours, but it's also nice for people to show up on a beautiful day and not have to walk three miles. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have any um, kids, teenagers that are volunteers as well? Is it just any, anybody, any age could volunteer or is there a cutoff? No, any age can volunteer. Uh, when the, the children are, when the people are younger, then of course their parents come, but we've had uh, children as young as several months old come in strollers and individuals, uh, one in particular, Julia, she started when she was like seven and no, she didn't. She started when she was about 12, but now she's in college and Amazing. she comes back and volunteers. So all ages come through. So could you share with us, you mentioned Tiffany's success story. Can you mention to us maybe another or two success stories you've had, um, some examples? Absolutely. Our most recent success story was a woman named Danielle. And she was at Angela House. And Danielle has had a very rough life. She uh, has had many operations. She's in recovery. She did time in prison. And she decided right from the beginning that she didn't want to do this and she couldn't do it. Now in her case, excuse me, it was uh, required. So she still had to show up even though she didn't want to. So the court, you're working with the courts or how do you mean required? Uh, Angela House required her to do this. Angela House required, okay. As, As part of her stay there. And she couldn't keep up with the other women. So we would set up a special route for her. And instead of her doing a half mile, we'd say, okay, you're going to go out for 10 minutes and then you're going to come back for 10 minutes. And we'd have a volunteer with her. Well, she was pretty smart. So she would go out for 10 minutes at her pace, but then it would take her seven minutes to get back. So we figured out, okay, well, she's kind of sandbagging us here. So then we had to start doing the same thing. We're like, okay, you're going out for 15 minutes, but we'd really send her out for 17 minutes and she'd come back. But she was always very, very resistant. On race day, we did the Purple Monkey Fun Run in Alvin. 
we set up a separate route for her with permission from the race director because we knew she couldn't do three miles. She had never even done two miles. Well, she gets there and says, I am, I am gonna do this entire race. We're like, well, good for you, but you can't, you haven't trained for it. She's like, I'm gonna do this race. She went out and she did the entire race more than a mile and a half more than she'd ever done in a very reasonable amount of time. She crossed that finish line. She was crying. She was so proud. Her volunteer was with her. And since that day, we have seen a complete change in her. She looks us in the eye. She'll give us a hug. She'll initiate conversation. She's not the withdrawn defensive woman she was before because she's had a taste of her own success. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's amazing. Do you know who David Goggins is? Uh, remind me. Uh, he wrote a book, uh, Can't Hurt Me. And one of his yes. fitness principle rules is the, the 40% rule. So even when you think you've reached your limit, you always have 40% more. And most people quit when they think they reached their limit. She sounds like she tapped into that 40% more. I think you're exactly right. That's amazing. And she had a, maybe an attitude transitional shift in her, in her thinking paradigm, just from that physical exertion and making those connections. That that's amazing. Most of our women, when they're brought up, they're not brought up being physically active. Their neighborhoods don't have sports areas. They don't run and participate in gym. So it's, it's a real fundam- fundamental change in their thinking that goes through that not only can I do this, well, this really isn't horrible. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, this feels kind of good. That is I- so cool to witness. Yes, it absolutely is, Lisa. Yes. Oh, I like her story. That's, that's a good one. Maybe one more before we kind of uh, get to the ending here. Do you have another uh, success story? Absolutely. There was a, a woman named Stephanie. Uh, that was in the program. And this goes back to when you asked about if we do counseling or just communication. I was walking with Stephanie. We started walking early in the training, doing short distance, and we have conversations. You know, she was actually serving a, a, a prison term still while we were working with her. And I asked her what she was in for. And she said she had a DWI. How long did you get? I got three years. Wow. And at the time I thought three years for a DWI, that seems odd. First time offense or was it? <laughs> so, <laughs> so as we continue to walk day after day, week after week, she opens up more and more time after time. And very slowly she shares with me that it wasn't her first DWI. And on this time when she got pulled over, they found prescription pads in the back of her car. So she'd been forging prescriptions and Actually, it was a child endangerment charge because her little baby was in the back. And actually she got in a wreck and killed someone. Oh my God. So as time went on and she shared this, and if I could show you a picture of her, she just looks like anyone that all of us could be when we were that age. It was so amazing. We get to the race and I'm running the race with her and we're coming into downtown and we're probably a half mile off and Stephanie comes to a complete stop and she's crying. I'm like, what's what's wrong, Stephanie? She's like, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. I'm gonna finish. And I'm like, 
I mean, you know how runners are. We're like, yeah, yeah no, we got to go. We got to go. That's the only <laughs> way we're going to finish. She said, no, you don't understand. I haven't ever finished anything before. I haven't been able to stay sober. I keep failing at parole. I've lost my children. My family won't talk to me. I don't have a, even a high school GED, but I am going to do this. And we started running again and now we're both crying and we're crossing the finish line and tears are just running down our face. And you could see in her eyes when she got that medal that this was something that no one was ever gonna take away from her and that she, she could succeed at something. That was proof. It was really- she earned it. Yeah, yeah, she earned it. This was hers. Nothing that somebody gave her. It was hers that she earned. That's exactly right. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so let's, I was just wondering, so what on future projects do you have planned for Bell Anitzia? What would you like as far as like future goals or things to happen with your organization? Well, one of the biggest things we're working on right now is improving and enhancing our Beyond the Finish Line program. And that is a program where we involve our graduates in uh, after programs. So we continue to work with them doing 5Ks or we have yoga classes or we have finance classes or we connect them with people doing GEDs. And right now we have... Uh, two different beyond the finish line groups. One is in the city and one is out in Sugarland. And monthly, we get together with them right now, it's over Zoom, but get together with them and have training, have communication. We are gonna have in-person events and it's broadening our impact in their lives to see exactly what they need going forward and not just saying, yeah, you crossed the finish line, goodbye. Uh, so that is one of our major goals. Of yes. course, we want to continue to expand into new agencies. So anyone listening out there, if you have an idea for an agency that has men or women living on site, we would be honored to work with them. Mm -hmm. And our most immediate goal is the successful Giving Thanks 5K. Yes. Oh, fantastic. So um, just thinking about like the homeless teenagers and adolescents, is that a harder population to tap into and get access to? It is only harder because our program works best when the individuals live somewhere when they live at Mission of Yahweh or they live at uh, Angela House or the women's home. Is that because they have a foundation, a, st a stable place so they can stick to maybe a routine? That's exactly right. And they don't have to worry about where they're going to, it's kind of hard to worry about going out on a, on an exercise, <laughs> you don't know where you're going to sleep and you don't know what you're going to eat. Yes. Yes. So when you have that fundamental safety taken care of, uh, then Bellinizio can step in. There mm -hmm. are very few places where teenagers, homeless teenagers go and stay for a reasonable amount of time. We have an eight week program. Yeah. So we can't partner with emergency shelters. Yeah. I think this program would be perfect for teenagers. Mm -hmm. We just need to locate the right agency that's, that's housing them for a reasonable amount of time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering about that, but you know, you're absolutely right about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You can't get to self-alignment until you get your basic needs met first, you know, food and shelter, starting with the most, you know, basic elemental needs. Yep. And we, we, after their food and shelter, we move into the acceptance, love, and then the self-esteem. That's exactly our model. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's a good one. Um, so do you have anything else pertinent that you would like to share about your organization or this topic? I would like to plant the seed that it's often very easy to judge these women, judge the homeless people, judge the addicts, the criminals because they've made bad choices. Mm -hmm. But we learn over and over again that in spite of the bad choices they've made, they've had such horrible things coming to them, happen to them in the past. Uh, they've been abused. They've had no role models. There was, they were not taught a value of education. And, you know, it's, it's not a level playing field. It's not that my clients and I were born on, you know, the, the same plane and I made good choices and they made bad choices. The, the people that we're working with, for the most part, are really good people trying to take that next step up. Mm -hmm. And with the partnership of our supporters, oh, we're helping them do it. Yes. So thank you, Lisa, for your, your partnership. Oh, thank you. And, you know, thank you for sharing your own personal story. I think out of your own grief, you channeled it into something really positive and giving back to others, which is, I think, the ultimate you know, model we should all kind of look toward when we go through our own personal grief is how can we give back to others? And you have definitely role modeled that. And I think you're an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. That's kind. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. And I wish you great success on your organization and you keep uh, changing lives because you definitely are. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for coming. And if you guys like this video, please give it a thumbs up and don't forget to share and subscribe and hit the bell to be alerted to when the next video drops. Thanks for watching.